I'm Sean Gunn, and you're listening to SuperheroSlate.com. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Punmaster Dillard. <laughs> and my name is Mike. I can't think of anything else rare. Nice. So Spider-Man and his friends are swinging into our news this week, Mike. All right. That's one. The Punisher is shooting for a January release for season two. <laughs> oh, there's the pun. That's two. And Aquaman is causing a splash in theaters this week. Oh man! Speaking of speaking of Aquaman, let's do uh, let's do a live search right now because my local theater has just been really slacking oh. on getting these advanced uh, tickets out for Aquaman. And at this point in time, it's not even advanced anymore. It's like we're literally in the week of Aquaman. And yep, I still can't buy any tickets at my local theater for any showing on Thursday, December twentieth. So I don't I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I would assume that either the theater is going to fall into a sink and they just know it's going to happen or somebody they maybe they just fired the person that posts these listings but i've still yet to get my aquaman tickets they it's so late in the, they're already on christmas vacation earlier yeah. this month and they're just like oh yeah aquaman we forgot about it well they're no just one, like no one's gonna watch that right we're like everybody's got amazon prime i'm sure they all saw the movie over the weekend and uh i know chris you were trying to get to it this weekend yeah, but I'm... you had they shifted your show time so you couldn't get there and uh, we were celebrating my wife's birthday yesterday even though she is in love with jay Momoa. I'm sure she would have loved to see uh, that dude shirtless in a two and a half hour movie for her birthday. But we we had a party planned, so mm-hmm. there's only so much we could have done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and plus it's early screenings. It's not even technically out. This is the same as our Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse kind of preview we did because it is now officially out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would have I would have loved to watch it. Uh, it's I think it's out in China, maybe. Um, it's been out, maybe. I think uh, there are screens. There are not, there are whole camera versions leaked online in this movie. So um, I'm I'm just trying to avoid, like you know, like we said, the touch and go when when movies are coming out. Like avoid the internet. Don't click yeah. anything suspicious. <laughs> I, I think they also leaked the entire game of the new Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, yeah, I, I, ju- yeah. I just read before we got on the show that they that I think the headline was uh, the leaker was captured, and I was like, oh my god, what's going on? What are they doing to this well, person? <laughs> yeah, so well, apparently, I think it was like an internal leak kind of thing. Like it's uh-huh. not like it's not pub- like no reviewer had it and leaked it, but I think I think they said the ending and the post credit scene and everything like that are still not on it. So if you you know, avoid that stuff if you're in it. We we live in in a world where you can like ruin everything in a heartbeat on accident. If oh you're not, yeah, like looking the right <laughs> way. Um, I, I mean, speaking of, there's a camera versions of Into the Spider Verse out already, and uh, I know someone who watched it, and they, they're like, "Oh man, I didn't get to see the end credit scene." I'm like, "Well, let me just go over to YouTube real quick." And oh, there it is, sent it over to them. <laughs> And uh, there you go. Everything is is at our fingertips, Mike. I, I have to say that is a unique feeling that sometime is really exciting. Where like some sort of big movie will come out that like I just have no intention on watching. Maybe it's just not a genre that I like or I know it's not going to be good. But I've heard there's maybe something crazy that happens in a movie or there's like a twist or there's some sort of controversy in it. So it's just like, oh, well, I have no intention of waiting to see this movie. So I'll just go online and I'll just read it. You know, I'll just spoil it for myself. I would obviously never do it for anything we talk about 
about on this show uh, because we really like this stuff. But uh, sometimes it's kind of nice to be like, yeah, I'm just going to get right to the goods and I don't have to like waste my time. <laughs> but definitely do not do that for Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, no, nor Aquaman if you can. I mean, uh, it's it's our first, I guess... Is it our first DC movie this year? We've gone through this several. Every time I ask mm-hmm. them, like, did we get any? It's been Justice League, right? Yeah, th- yeah. I was actually surprised that it was that long ago. I was uh, I was talking with somebody the other day. Uh, we were talking about Spider Verse, and I was, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go see Aquaman next week. And he looks at me and he's just like, you know what? You're part of the problem. That's why they keep making them. And I was like, oh come on, man, this one might be better. And he was just like, I don't know. I finally saw Justice League on a plane and. Yikes! Um, no. Oh Lord, no! Oh poor, poor person. Yeah, but I mean, we we live in. I mean, I I I'm now I'm like avoiding anything I can from it. But I mean, hopefully, you know, we we get something good. I mean, the the previews look better than anything we saw for Justice League, really. And Jason Momoa is infectious uh, in, in the role. Now, what we didn't get, I think, in in the states this week, uh, movie wise, is actually Dragon Ball Broly. The, the Dragon Ball Broly. They're making Dragon Ball movies still, Mike. So Okay. Uh, <laughs> Live action or are you, are you no, talking? No, it's like actually part of the series. Like they, the, when the series ended in Japan or took a hiatus, they made this movie and then it'll pick the new show will pick up after this. Even, okay. So. Uh, but whatever. Whatever, Japan. <laughs> we, well, we talked about the anime, um, I guess, revolution last weekend. So, oh, yeah. I mean, our, our, our very small corner, the Superhero Slate yeah. anime corner. Yeah, well, apparently that I saw an article that says like we are in the the renaissance of anime again in America. So I'm like, well, whatever you want to believe, but a uh, <laughs> lot, lot of movies out there. It's, it's that time of year, Christmas season. If you have Christmas movies you like to watch, uh, we do have a couple superhero Christmas movies, Mike. If you remember that uh, Iron Man three, uh, which everybody loves, and oh, yeah. um, Batman right. Returns is another Christmas movie with the Penguin. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And and if if your qualification is simply as it's during the winter time, I think um, <laughs> what the Dark Knight Returns. I think that that Siege of Gotham went, takes so long. I think there's literally snow and ice at some point in that movie. So I don't know. Maybe you can pivot your way into Christmas with that movie. Yeah, you you possibly could. You possibly mm-hmm. could. Um, but um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's been going. On. I caught a little bit of Ernest Saves Christmas yesterday. Oh, classic! Ah, oh, it's been so long since I've seen that film. Yeah, that it. I can't say it ages well because it's as old as we are from from <laughs> 1988. But you know, it's got some funny stuff in it. So I'll, I'll give you that. But, yeah, I was I was gonna shout out. We were talking about this before we started recording. There's a Ryan Reynolds film out there called uh, Just Friends that came out uh, two thousand something. I can't remember. I, I tweeted about it the other day, but um, it's Ryan Reynolds becomes uh, this uh, big like Hollywood hotshot, then returns back to home, and it's a little bit of like a rom com during the holidays where he's trying to get the girl that friend zoned him like back in high school. But they do flashbacks to back when he was in high school, and he's like in this like really, he's in this kind of like semi uh, tacky like fat suit to make him look fat, you know. Uh-huh. So he grows up to be the hot guy. But uh, there's just really hilarious, uh, uh, like just slapstick comedy in the movie, especially when he like gets into arguments with his brother and they just start slap fighting. And there's like four or five of these slap fights in the movie that are just like really funny. So if you just kind of need like it, and it's technically like Christmas, it happens during the holiday. So if you want like your Ryan Reynolds. Christmas movie and you don't want to go out and pay for Once Upon a Deadpool, uh, just mm-hmm. watch uh, Just Friends. Uh, I, I I like it. I think the reason I started watching it is because my brother was a really big fan of that movie. So and there you go. I keep it all in the family. You do. You do. And you guys, you and your brother have slap fights? 
You know what? We haven't had slap fights in a really long time. Uh, we just decide to uh, we just bond over movies. Uh, we've been watching, I think, Krampus every year. Oh yeah. Uh, just recently, that's a fun Christmas movie too, because it's like even if you don't like scary or horror movies, uh, there's just enough like christmas sheen over the top of it to make it tolerable if you're, you get a little too spooky because you get like people like adam scott in there who you know oh familiar face from parks and rec but then throw in like crazy uh christmas demon and other stuff and there's just kind of like wacky cg paired with like practical effects of like a. I think there's like a snake that's kind of made out of boxes that eat like Christmas wrap boxes that eat somebody. So you get this really strange juxtaposition of the holidays and also horror. So I, I would even recommend that even if you really don't like uh, horror or scary movies. So go watch uh, Krampus. It's it's really good. There you go. Mike's Christmas movie recommendation right there. Something you probably shouldn't watch with your kids. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's it. So, um. Other than that, I think we, we might have some housekeeping at the end of the episode to talk about Mike outside of the show. But, I mean, we're not going to have one an episode the last weekend of this year, if, if that is correct. Because I will be in Disney World, and you will be possibly traveling. Yeah, we, 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 yeah we, we earn this every once in a while. I think at least one weekend a year we can uh, give a, a vacation to ourselves. And also the news usually trickles down during the mm-hmm. end of the year. So uh, things will always kick back up in January. That's when all of the studios re-kickstart re- the marketing machine. So oh. we'll get tons of leaks and drips it, uh, once the holidays are over. It'll be one month till all the Super Bowl trailers when we come back in January. Oh, yeah. Um, two months until Captain Marvel, and then three months until Avengers Four. So yeah, and especially and especially thanks to uh, February being like this brand new month for big movies. I mean, that means they only have like really one month left to really push that. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, we, we and Shazam, Shazam's yeah. April as well. So we've got I, a really good run there. And yeah, and I bet as soon as we come back, uh, we might be talking about a, a Sonic trailer. Uh, a Hellboy, a Hellboy trailer finally. Right. Yeah, but, um, uh, p- possibly uh, another New Mutants trailer, or even rip on the new Dark Phoenix trailer. I don't know. Yeah, we've got exactly. a lot to to, to might yeah. maybe look forward to, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, but before we jump into the show notes, I must give the most important shout out of the week. Uh, today yes. is my lovely wife's birthday, so happy, happy birthday, birthday to my wife out there, who was yeah. gracious enough to be totally cool and chill with us uh, recording the podcast today. I even told her I was like, "Hey, if you want me to record this." Day, early on Saturday so your birthday is free and clear I will I, I will see what I can do I'll make that happen she was like no I don't care uh, you can uh, you can go ahead and uh, do, do your do your crazy nerd stuff on, on on Sunday so shout out to my lovely wife who may be hearing me right now from the other room I don't know uh-huh. I, she might be she well I, I missed her happy birthday uh, on on the book face and she she responded to me uh, watch the family stone with you, uh, so, you know, I know I now know that you actually did watch this movie that I would not yeah. wish on my worst enemies. yeah the and we know the wives do not listen to the podcast because they get our annoying rants in first person real time so uh, usually when I'm laughing at my phone she's like what well, I'm like it's either you or my friend Brian I'm like I'm either laughing at something me and Mike are talking about or I'm laughing at something me and Brian are talking about so um that's yeah they they get to hear all the fun stuff but we're not here to talk about our wives, Mike. We're here to talk about comic books and movies and news. <laughs> the, the real important stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, we've got a lot of actual like Spider-Man news right at the top of the show here, which is really interesting. Who, who would have thunk on the release date of Spider-Verse? Exactly. So Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is officially in theaters. Uh, people can go watch it, reviews. 
uh, seem to be pretty positive, especially from us. And if you want to go and listen to our review now that you've watched it, we have that available in our feed. How can people make sure they get that review episode, Mike? All you got to do is subscribe to Superhero Slate. Go to SuperheroSlate.com to find all the avenues we uh, post the show. And, uh, yeah, one of the few times we're lucky enough to see a movie before uh, the general public. So we put that review up. We let a lot of you know, hey, if you haven't watched it yet, don't listen to this. You're going to spoil everything. So mm-hmm. hopefully you have seen Spider-Verse this weekend. You can go listen to our full unadulterated thoughts. We'll talk about spoilers, Easter eggs, post credit scenes, and what have you. And if you haven't seen it yet, there is a post credit credit scene stay all the way to the end just before they turn the house lights on and you have to throw your popcorn away exactly you wait you're throwing popcorn you, you didn't eat it all <laughs> yeah, i mean well i mean you can only get so many refills eventually you can't eat it all the way down to the bottom there's <laughs> okay. always going to be those kernels and like what do they call them old maids the ones that don't pop i didn't know they had a name i'm just more i'm i'm, I'm looking my fingers sticking in that bucket and get all that butter and salt <laughs> out of there myself all i want is somebody at the concession stands to just have a little just a little uh respect for the practicality of how to drizzle on butter like okay that's great that you have your own butter pours but like i'm only gonna get like the top one percent layer of this popcorn <laughs> what i really need you to do is fill this up a third i'm gonna walk away add the butter i'm gonna come back give me another third i'm gonna go get more butter and then you give me the last third i know it's gonna take a while i know i'm holding up the line Th- this, this is how you get real butter coverage people this sounds like you're like trying to pitch like some sort of like real life example of trickle down economics using popcorn <laughs> but so I saw my yeah my the buddy. butter doesn't that's perfect Chris the butter does not trickle all the way down to the bottom yeah Man, it likes to stay on the so top true. kernels so um my my buddy um uh, Forrest who actually uh, works at a theater nearby I get to see him every once in a while he showed me his trick for getting butter on all the popcorn what's that uh, by shoving a straw down the middle oh I've seen that I tried it but it, there's a lot of learning curve to getting that butter stream into the straw and if you don't get it right everybody looks at you like you're an idiot <laughs> yeah well, thankfully he, he he had it down to an art I even think he because he worked there he had a little special he was able to go back like fill it half up um do or I think he said don't fill it all the way up. He did the butter on top, the butter with the straw. Then went back, had him fill it up, like top it off, and then put, poured butter on top of that again, and then mixed it all up. It was wild. He had he had the <laughs> system down. I was like, this is you madman. How are you doing this? Anyway, Spider Man currently sitting ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Whew. Not that you should use that, but that is the highest spite rated Spider Man movie on Rotten Tomatoes to date. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm still looking for. A logical argument because I think last week when we were talking about this movie like one person had chimed in saying they didn't like the movie so when you told me the review they said that they didn't like the animation which was just insane I mm-hmm. didn't understand that and then I was reading some other people's reviews online for the film and even people that said that they liked the film they were just like oh I liked the film and I liked the animation even though it might not be someone's cup of tea and I'm just thinking I I don't un- there's nothing divisive about how this movie looks or how it's animated. It's it's astonishingly beautiful. So I think maybe sometimes people just see kind of like something new and unique and they don't really know how to handle it. So they think like, "Oh, this is different. I like it, but just because it's different and new, somebody out there must hate it." I, I I'm just going to clear the air. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the animation of this film. It's beautiful. Uh if you don't like it, you're just an old cranky man. <laughs> yeah, so like the 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 first review right now that you 
can see that it's rotten. It says, it's more of an experiment than an actual film, a writer on Salon.com. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, anyway, this movie is awesome. Um, I was able to convince uh, one of my friends to watch it. Like, I was like, you go to see it in theaters. He's like, yeah. He's the guy who watched the cam version of it. He's like, I, he's like, I need to go see this in theaters. Like, He's like, I need to go give my money to this movie because... The, even the cam version convinced him to go see it. So. Yeah, it, it is, and it is kind of funny because we were talking about how there was early screenings of this film, and it may just because they're trying to get the word out because these animated films just don't perform the same as like a mm-hmm. live action movie would because a live action has like the faces and the and the actors, and you know also they're part of like the bigger MCU. And like I was talking to some people over the last week who are big nerds, big Marvel movie fans and stuff, and I was just like, "Did you guys see Spider Verse yet?" Like this. Movie movie's awesome like oh i haven't gotten around to seeing it and i'm just like really because you are like the same type of person who would have seen you know any avengers movie like opening weekend so it's just kind of interesting this kind of slightly uphill battle that sony has for this specific movie that like there are plenty of people out there that should see this movie but i guess they just haven't gotten around to it so just go see it it's so good (laughs) it's, it's not a kid's movie um, I think that might be the the biggest breaking point. Like, I can't go watch an animated movie. It's a kids movie. It's Disney or Pixar. No, it, this is not at all. Like, this is, it, it's got some pretty deep stuff in it. It's, it. And kids will enjoy it, but it's also got enough in there for the adults that I don't think you'll be disappointed to go watch it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the flip. Usually they say like Pixar movies are kids movies that adults can also enjoy. I would say this is almost kind of like like an adult movie that kids can also enjoy, but kind of, you know, it still has that PG rating to it. I believe it's PG. I would be shocked if it was PG 13, but it, it, but I, I believe it is PG. I would think Chris, Google that. Right. It's already, I already got it. I'm already right here. I'm looking at the box office numbers. It's number one this weekend. Uh, who, who wouldn't think it would be? So, All right, well, the, enough for our love lever, letter of Spider-Verse. Uh, let's keep talking about this. <laughs> yep, exactly. So uh, the Sony Spider-Verse, of course they're going to announce a sequel, right? I mean, people mm-hmm. are loving it. People are, are going to see it. The uh, s- the first sequel slash spinoff, there are two in the works, and one of them will focus on the Spider-Girls, the Spider-Women, if you will. Mm-hmm. Spider-Gwen, who we meet in this movie. Most people will know just by looking at her. Uh, Jessica Drew, the original Spider-Woman. And the character Silk. I don't know if you're familiar with Silk or not. We've talked about well, her before. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we uh, a few weeks ago, we were speculating and talking about how Sony wanted you know to expand its Spider-Universe, and we were talking about Silk mainly towards like a live action movie and then we were trying to dive down the rabbit hole of like what like Korean American women uh, mm-hmm. were even in Hollywood that could play that role authentically and it was like it was a short list so if we went by what was already out there there was only like two actresses that could even do that role uh, just that had notoriety so but it is kind of cool that I like the idea that it could be animated I, I almost hope that this is maybe more what Sony's starting to think like hey we had all we had we had all of these live action ideas out there in the world that we would have announced and people probably would have been really weird about them but let's let's pull those back in and instead of them being live action let's make them animated because obviously this is the best movie we've made in a really really long mm-hmm. time crossing my fingers it makes a ton of money and is way 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 better and more influential than venom is because i don't want more live action venom i want more <laughs> want more live action i want more animated stuff in this uh, spider universe that's what i want yeah, well, I think also, I mean, what's what's brilliant about the end of the Spider Verse, not not to bring it back, but it's not this typical Peter Parker white, you know, schoolboy story. 
you have Miles Morales, who's um, biracial and is you know, influenced by a, diff- a bunch of different things, and he's the main character in this non-traditional Spider-Man suit. So by focusing on these other characters in their non-traditional Spider-Man suit and having a female-led animated movie, I think is a great opportunity for Sony to kind of dive into that um, a little bit. And Jessica Drew is the probably the odd one out because she she is Spider-Woman, but she mm. did not get bitten by a spider to get her powers. Uh, it was uh, more of an experiment <laughs> on her. So um, if you're confused about her, look up Jessica Drew's Spider-Woman. You're, you'll learn that she's not quite in the same way as everybody else. Everybody else has been bitten by a spider. So one thing that I kind of want to see. So I, I dove down this very bizarre rabbit hole a few months back on the show where uh, I discovered that there's a, there's a storyline that runs through uh, the X-Men comics where Kitty Pride is pregnant and she ends up being, I think she's impregnated by some sort of like alien or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was really crazy. But it's also just visually interesting to see like a pregnant woman in a, in a comic book just because it's weird, but like being pregnant is incredibly normal here in the real world. It literally happens all the time. That's the only reason we're all still here. But when I started doing some looking into uh, Spider-Woman and kind of uh, what she looks like now in the comic books compared to, you know, how she's looked in the past where it's just incredibly skin-tight suit. And I think there's been some, like, lambasted comic book covers of her where she's just kind of taking these very, like, sexualized, like, extremely, like, un undoable like poses uh to kind of show off parts of her body but now she's a little bit more toned down in a more of a i would say like you remember that batgirl costume that came out a year or two ago it was kind of purple and it's almost kind of like there was like a jacket components to it Mm -hmm. um they're kind of doing that with spider woman now or at least uh in the last couple years and then i noticed they had a story arc for her where she was like pregnant and trying to be a mom and also a hero. And I was like, you know, that might be a a little difficult to sell in the live action universe. But when we reviewed Spider-Man, we talked about how easy it is to bring these type of characters into an animated universe because the world of animation is already doing your heavy lifting. I was like, how cool would it be if we brought Spider-Woman into into the Spider-Woman, Spider-Verse spinoff thing and then she was pregnant? I was like, that would be so cool. That's like this one sliver of like the superhero story that like, no one's told yet so we should we should tell that in animation that would be that would be crazy and i'm sure it'd be really funny too like trying to see like somebody physically trying to overcome the shape of their body but also they're like super powered and super and like swinging around the city or jumping around and they're like is that like a pregnant superhero flying around what is she doing Mm -hmm. so i thought that was pretty funny so if you if you check out our um our featured image either on our website or if you're looking at the little thumbnail on the podcast I, i threw that i threw her there in the background and she looks even badass when she's got a big round belly so i'm kind of hoping for that that kind of unique stuff i love Mm -hmm. this unique stuff that animation can do and and her new suit is way more the old suit's iconic but the new suit is way more i think way better looking yeah um so and i think if you go to the wikipedia page for spider woman uh, it has both silk spider gwen and um jessica drew all together in one image so they've they have a history of working together so this is nothing new they're not just picking three random characters which is awesome Uh, surprising news here, uh, Sinister Six movie we covered several years ago by Drew Goddard and uh, produced by Sony, it remains in what's called active development at the studio right now. Um, uh. And and, and per, per Amy Pascal, they're just waiting on 
Drew to direct it. Now, what I think means here is because Drew Goddard said he's like, oh, I'm waiting on Sony. What I think is there's probably changes that have to be made to the script, and someone's not budging, and someone's not moving. Uh, I would I would think a lot of it hinges on the success of uh, Venom and what happened with it. I mean, it's obvious that their whole live action slate and all of their decisions is probably going to be way more focused around Tom Hardy now than it was before. Well, also, well, this was also this was essentially the movie that was supposed to happen after Amazing Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. um, and because that was canceled, uh, and that was this movie was written based on that movie. You've got to change it. Like you can't, you can't even use Tom Holland's. Like those characters, like have like the Falcon has gone into, or not the Falcon, the um, Vulture has gone into the MCU. Um, there's some other characters. I something's got to change here. So when they say active development, the like, hey, we we're sending notes back and forth. Does somebody want to? Uh, you want to do this? Uh, no, I'll just not work on this this week for a while. So I, I don't think we'll ever see it. But I would. This is one of those chances where. I wanted to bring up, you know, maybe this could be a good animated movie again, Mike, where they take the script and put it in an animated form and not a live action form because then there's nothing to to tie it to, tie it down to. It can live in that nebulous. I mean, you know I'd be excited for that. Uh, Before we started uh, hopping on these mics and recording, I was doing some uh, research into the box office of the previous Sony Spider-Man films to kind of compare to Venom because we all think, uh, because like, oh, Venom's doing really well at the box office, especially in foreign markets, and the movie had a relatively lower budget compared to the Amazing Spider-Man movies that we think that, you know, Sony's just going to be all in on this Venom movie. It's going to be full steam ahead. There's going to be like... Like the crazy Venom franchise, Tom Hardy's going to be plastered all over the screen. But I think there's some really important things to look at here. So I thought Venom was like doing gangbusters because that's what everybody's saying. Like, oh, it's made so much money. It's raking in all the dough. You know, right now it's around $850 million worldwide. So if you look at the original Amazing Spider-Man, which is the um, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, that made uh, $750 million worldwide. So on only $100 million short. The production budget was definitely larger for this Spider-Man movie. But if you think about it this way, the Amazing Spider-Man still made money. It still made plenty of money, millions of dollars. That's why they made a second one. That's why they made The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And that also made a lot of money, too. I mean, worldwide, this one only made $50 million less. So these two Amazing Spider-Man movies were successful financially, and I would say also they were more critically um, successful. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not critically successful. There was a reason that they canceled after that well movie. i mean right now venom's only at 29 percent on rotten tomato and i know the the very first uh spider-man is at 72 percent and the amazing spider-man 2 is at 52 percent so i mean if you're going by rotten tomato scores the spider-man movies were critically more successful than venom and i guess you if you could dive into the whole audience score or whatever i guess things get different but what i'm trying to say is like Venom's not like a safe bet, just like how The Amazing Spider-Man wasn't a safe bet either. Like, Sony is just one bad Venom performance away from them just canceling this all, just like they did with The Amazing Spider-Man. So I'm just thinking, like, Sony's got, like, they're counting all of their eggs before their hats. They got all these black symbiote eggs, and they're just waiting to crack them open. It's just like, if you just make, like, one more bad Venom movie, or if it just doesn't do as well in China the next time, like, all of these plans, all of these Sinister Six ideas are just all going to crumble, and they'll be lucky that they still have this animated universe around. 
well, anyway, we're not here to talk about Venom, so we're not going to talk about Venom anymore. Like that, I think that's very irrelevant to this. Sinister Six is an old remnant of a thing. They say it's well, an act development. I think it's just not going to happen. I don't think it has anything to do with the Venomverse because Venom I, isn't I part think of the it, Sinister Six. I think you. I think they would absolutely make Venom part of the Sinister Six. They would have to. I mean, if they want to, if they want to push these uh, Spider-Man villains forward, they would be crazy not to put their most successful villain in front and center. Uh, I I think it w- they would have to be tied. It would be so weird to see all of uh, a Sinister Six movie, and it's just like, why didn't you guys put Venom in it? It made all the money, and Tom Hardy was there. Everybody loves him. So. I mean, I don't think this movie will ever happen, but also... Oh, Venom, I don't... I hope it doesn't either. Well, Venom, Venom's never been a part of it. Like I said, Vulture's not... Mysterio is... Like, Vulture and Mysterio are staples of this. Like, the only thing that they would have left over there, I think, would be Craven. Um, Dr. Octopus, uh, Electro, and Sandman are probably in the Marvel wheelhouse. Uh, and we well, may even ha- see Sandman to- maybe in Far From Home. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, they'll have, they'll have Morpheus. Uh, Morpheus. Morbius. Cra- Mor- yeah, sorry. Morbius, uh, Craven, Venom. Uh, I, then they just got to whip up three more, and they'll have a weird Sinister Six. It, it, it seems like, you know... But but then, really but then it wouldn't be much. an active development because that's a whole different script. You have to start from scratch completely, like that. They would not use Goddard. Goddard would not have adjust his whole thing. Like you're talking like they would just cancel what they have now and have to start over. I mean, they. Uh, th- I think they would have to do that. I, but, there's probably some sort of like contractual thing here where Goddard's just like, "Hey, I want my money. I don't care whether this movie gets made. You're gonna have to pay me off if you want to kind of totally change this and uh, take the route of Venom." Right, and- but, but I'm saying like, th- that's not what they're saying. Like they're saying that if they want to make his script, they they say they're willing to, but I don't think they will slash can anymore. Like they're gonna have to start for, start over completely. But I don't think oh, they're yeah, going to even sure. do it. Like I don't think Sensor Six is even on the radar. They're just like, oh yeah, you've asked us about this a billion times. Let's just kind of go with it. So yeah. it it is pretty crazy how long Spider Man has been out there on the big screen, and they've yet to reach the six count yet. Like everybody has always had plans for the Sinister Six movie. It's just like you guys haven't even nobody has reached the number in any of these different franchises you've created. You you haven't gotten to the six mark yet. You can't make these Sinister Six without six of them. So I think that is pretty funny. Like work a little harder to get to those six. Mm-hmm. I, I think the first. I think the Raimi trilogy had the opportunity, but they were bold and killed off the Green Goblin literally at the in the beginning of the first mm. movie, like the end of the first movie. Cool. So they kind of like, yeah, no, we're not gonna, we don't want to do that anymore. We're just gonna well, keep going. Well, we well we do like to do predictions on this show. So my prediction would be, if there is ever a live action Sinister Six movie that's just wholly owned uh, by Sony, I, I I would guarantee Venom's in it. Uh, that would be that would be my guess. Uh, I know it's not authentic, but uh, I we think will see it happens. <laughs> Sinister Six will be a Marvel movie and not a Sony movie. Oh, okay. I, I mean, of course, I would I would prefer that because, like I said, we've already got confirmed two of the characters in the MCU: um, Mysterio and um, the Vulture. And I have I have a feeling that if it was on the MCU side of things, they would never actually say the words Sinister Six. You know, it would yeah. be kind of like, oh, well, yeah, we our next Spider-Man movie has like six villains in it, and they're all teaming up to finally defeat Spider-Man. But we're never going to lean into the notion that it is the Sinister Six. Right, scene. yeah. Well, they could probably even change theirs a little bit, but I think the MCU stands a larger chance than the Sony 
universe to to even get close to this <laughs> it's weird it's like a race between two studios who share co-ownership of the same hero and they're racing to that to the movie who gets there first oh they don't they don't share that they don't share co-ownership sony owns it don't forget uh, that sony, i know sony it's a, owns it it's a weird divorce because that's our next thing is is spider-man as a whole amy pascal has committed to keeping spider-man in the mcu after Far From Home or whatever their contract currently is. Oh, Amy, please. We because money. Like, how much <laughs> money is it? I mean, their animated one's doing great, but they didn't need Peter Parker to make that great. But, like, Tom Holland and all this other stuff, I think the MCU is a good home for it. And I think as long as Marvel keeps cranking out the good movies and the dollars, Sony's going to be like, all right, we're fine with this. Mm-hmm. And, and I... Th- and I, I don't remember if uh, if we ever found out, but I wonder who has the merchandising rights for Tom Holland's Spider-Man when it comes down to it. Because, uh, I mean, there's a chance that, you know, uh, Disney doesn't care even if they even get to keep any of the box office from Far From Home. It's like, as long as we can sell, um, as long as we can sell Tom Holland toys at the Disney store and keep the money, we don't care if you want to keep this box office. I am pretty sure it's always been Marvel. Because if I mean just again glancing at my pop vinyl collection, mm-hmm. Spider Man's in it. Spider Man's villains are in it, um, and that's not so. I mean that's all, all licensed through one Marvel license. So, mm-hmm. um, and then like the other figures they make, uh, one of the, the the bigger ones are like I don't know like eight inches tall, and they come in the big plastic things you see them at the Disney store all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like, like a. It's almost like there's a symbiotic relationship there. Sony gets the box office dollar, and Disney gets the much better deal of being able to sell the toys. And they sell a lot of toys. I, I don't know if you noticed this in the toys though. They definitely market Spider-Man differently though. He is not part of the Avengers line. You always see a Spider-Man line, an Avengers line, and then whatever movies in the theater. Right I would line. I would think almost that's totally divorced from the whole Sony thing too. I think Spider-Man by himself is such a strong brand. You mm-hmm. don't even need to include the word Avengers there. <laughs> kind yeah. of just like Peter Parker's real life. He's never he always wants to be associated with the Avengers. Never never really quite gets in there. But yeah, his brand is just so strong solely on his own. Yeah. And then the first day he did, he died. So <laughs> you know, got that going for him. Um, but yeah, so uh, they're committed to doing that uh, even after Far From Home. The Far From Home trailer, Mike, we've we've, we've heard the, the tease. <laughs> Come on. The, the rumor is on Tuesday, the 18th. Um, you know, it, put it in line with all Aquaman screenings. And it was weird because I was so frustrated because I was like, you idiots, why wouldn't you give me this trailer on the weekend your other Spider-Man movie comes out? I mean, talk about the synergy there. I mean, you get to see a Spider-Man trailer before you actually watch your Spider-Man movie. That's got to mm-hmm. be so good. But then I realized the culture that we're in that just devours trailers like feverishly, I would almost think that they would cannibalize each other's attention. So I think, okay, we'll get, we'll have our opening weekend for Spider-Verse. People will go see it. And then we're going to drop this uh, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer to keep the Spider-Man hype going into the next weekend. So I, I guess this makes a little bit more strategic sense now that I kind of pull back and think well, about it. It also comes down to, yes, we know Spider-Man. We know we wanted to see the animated movie, but the numbers aren't huge on it. It's not a big weekend for a movie overall. Aquaman has a lot of ticket sales. It's going to it's gonna be a very big weekend, and having your Spider-Man movie trailer in front of that as well, you're going to get a, lot, a bigger general audience, I think, uh, than you would the animated film. So uh, I think I think 18th feels good. Anything beyond the 18th, and it'll be next year. Like, you're not going to drop that on Christmas yeah. day. Like, that's, that's going to be 
They could do that, but I, I don't want them to. Please don't I do think that. I saw something somewhere where there is a trailer that's going to be dropping around Christmas. What was it for? Oh, man, this is going to drive me crazy. Like, everyone's just like, oh, trailer dropping on Christmas, but I um, I guess it's not superhero-related, or I would have remembered. But I guess they do drop trailers on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, I think well, there's a bunch of movies coming out. Um, I don't know if you, are you, you're probably not going to see... Um... Was it um, a Mary Poppins this weekend return? Nah, not that's not for me. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna watch it at some point. What's the other one? Um, Welcome to Arwen. I think is that the other movie? Oh uh, yeah, weekend? that one. That one doesn't really appeal to Th- me. It's a remake, so I think people who like the first one will see this one. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was based on a documentary. I think it it might be, but I think it's also a remake of. I think it's a, it's a remake of another movie. So. You know what? I remember the trailer now. It's a uh, it's a uh, Jordan Peele's uh, next movie. Um, uh, the guy who uh, created uh, Get Out, uh, and also uh, the key component for Key and Peele are one of the yeah. So there 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 are trailers that might drop Christmas. And then actually, now that I googled it to try to figure out what it was, uh, some people are are maybe thinking there could be a first look of uh, Star Wars Nine coming out on Christmas Day. I don't know if that's real, but uh, they usually some give something rumors. a year out, but we don't have a title. And I, I think they need a title before they gave us something that day. Mm. I don't know. We're, it's in a weird time where they don't need to market as early out anymore. Like, yeah, it's Star Wars. You're going to go see it. You don't have to beat us over the head for two years that it's coming. But I don't know. I'm interested in that one. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4 also receives its final bit of the Long Night DLC uh, next mm-hmm. week on Friday, the 21st. Uh, it'll wrap up the... Story, I think if people, if you're waiting and, and going to play it all at once, you're going to have a really good time. The piecemealing has kind of been pacing-wise a little weird, but uh, meh. Uh, but there's also three new costumes. You get Cyborg Spider-Man, which I think is the coolest looking of the three. Mm-hmm. Another spider armor, yet again, because uh, they put out, there's like, what, five spider armors in the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of armor. They and, basically look like the action figures that you would buy in the toy aisle. Yeah, this is like, during the 90s boom, when, like, yeah, we gotta make we gotta make a new Spider-Man suit uh, to sell more figures. So. Yeah, we need armored Spider-Man, because everybody's selling armored Batman and armored Superman. <laughs> yeah, for some then, reason, uh, Superman needs armor. <laughs> armor and pouches, man. Give them all the pouches. Mm-hmm. And, and then lastly, the Peter B. Parker from the Into the Spider-Verse suit. <laughs> yeah, which is, feels a little bit like a cop-out, just because it is literally just just the classic Spider-Man suit, but just the the center kind of red markings on his chest is a little bit narrower, which I think really it works. It kind of makes a unique but familiar-looking Spider-Man suit in the movie. But I was kind of hoping there'd be a little bit more of a wink and nod to Spider-Verse with this last DLC. Like, I it really seems like they're holding their cards before we get full on miles in the video game well, in some sort of way but we're gonna know, have to we're gonna have else. to get miles as a playable character before they give us one of his suits yeah that's that's what i was thinking too yeah. but like yeah give me something a little bit more than just like tweaking the 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 sewing lines on the normal spider-man well, suit you know? the thing is though it is an animated suit and have you played with any of the animated suits in the game oh yeah i have so i guess they will will be a little contrast there it, between what, what because the animated suits make the rest of the game 
game look that much more realistic because they stand out like a sore thumb. But the big question is, we do see these suits, but if you if you if you haven't played the game yet, each suit has its own ability. So I don't know, maybe Peter B. Parker will have like uh, these. Some these sort are, of... the DLC doesn't give you any new. Abilities. Oh, they they don't give you any. Oh, man, because because the game bummer. the game hasn't changed because you can't bring. So the DLC works as standalone pieces. You go in and select which piece you want to play because mm. it has to set the world differently. Like everything in the world is reset for the DLC um, because it it's, has to be in a certain way for it to work. I was and, hoping and, they'd have abilities. Like I was hoping since yeah. uh, he's a little chubby in the movie, maybe there'd be some sort of like belly move or a cheeseburger like, involved. I would have I loved a spider ham just as a joke. Like even if, like, oh, or, yeah. or a Stan Lee suit. Play, swing oh, around with Stanley. They used to yeah. do that in the old ones. So. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I guess maybe they didn't want to seem too crass yeah. uh, just recently. Yeah. Oh, um, well. Oh, well. well. But they're yeah. all out now, so I'm going to buy them and probably play them uh, January. Yeah, and then I, I, when they said, is this the last one, they said this is the last of the long night, so I expect more to come, Mike. I'm expecting mm. another story arc or two left um, because we got, I mean, at least, what, two years until the next video game? It's usually the cycle, two to three mm. years. And I'm I'm itching for my next one, man. I'm itching mm-hmm. for the next Spider-Man. Doctor Strange isn't something else I'm itching for. Want a sequel to that movie after seeing him in Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Uh, but a sequel is pretty much confirmed, done deal. Uh, Scott Derrickson is finalizing his deal to return as a director for this movie. Um, that would probably put it in line for a 2021 release, um, which is okay with me, I guess, since we're only, we can only get two movies in 2020 now. Yeah, so. I mean, we're gonna get some all-out wizarding because he has finally flushed out Sorcerer Supreme as we've seen in uh, Infinity War so I'm looking forward to this yeah and uh, what's what's cool also is um, the uh, the way it'll work is um, the last like the last movie ended he said what no more no wizard. more uh, wizards yeah yeah no more sorcerers or something like that so um, I think we're, he, we're gonna see him at his peak when it starts and then like that's gonna be taken away from him we're gonna have to see him rebuild and get get you know uh fancy with his uh i guess his wizarding moves some stuff that we haven't seen yet would be pretty cool so um chalk me up is excited to see dr strange too um maybe maybe we'll see him whip some ass in uh avengers 4 uh in game yes please it's he gave it the title he has to right like yeah (laughs) that's that's part of it um yeah the punisher season two uh drops a surprising news on us here it's coming in january so, um, new to Netflix in January, Punisher season two, the, they had like, he's tagged on the end of like the, all the other shows and movies and it's just showing him in the van. Yeah. Up. So do you think I should highlight the word season two, do a strike through and then write final season? Because <laughs> it's probably going to be the final season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most likely, um, yeah, it'll, it'll probably be uh, in season five. Maybe they know enough in advance for this. Maybe they were able to end it on a more solid note than, you know, Hey, here's a vague thing that might happen next kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I wonder how many episodes are in this season. Like, do you think they went ahead since they know they were going to be reducing these? They went ahead and struck a line through a couple of them, or just, it'll be thirteen all the way through again. Yeah, I don't know because uh, you know Iron Fist got ten, but now that I start to think about it, maybe it only got ten because the way the first season performed. I mean, everybody loved the first season of Punisher. I know we loved it, so yeah. uh, maybe it will get thirteen. Whatever it gets, it's probably going to be its last. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully, they did something really cool here. It would it would be so weird though if it if it came out and then we don't hear anything about it. Like, hey, are you canceling this or not? I wonder what's going to be the marker. Like, how long is it going to be? Like, <laughs> Friday comes out on a Friday. 
Friday and then on Saturday, like, hey, it's well, canceled. How long was Daredevil? Two weeks? I think so. Yeah, uh, I give it um, by February. We'll know it's canceled. Uh-huh. And then they'll announce Jessica Jones before Avengers 4, probably what, uh, early April, 1st of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll cancel that right before uh, Endgame launches. So uh, that's my get- that's my prediction here, Mike. I think I think we're gonna have all these out before uh, Endgame hits. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they, maybe they have something tied in there, but I doubt it because there is news around um, the Netflix contracts. So Netflix and Disney's deal is if these shows are canceled on Netflix, they have to wait two years before any of these characters can appear on TV or anything Marvel related again. Hmm. That is a weird stipulation because who, who does that benefit? You know, like, is that to Netflix's benefit? Did they put that in the contract just to be like, Hey, if you know, these characters go the wayside, we don't want maybe, I don't know, our competitor like Hulu picking them up like right away. This could be just like a Netflix staple contract, maybe just all properties that they take on. They just don't want the ability for them to just leave to another streaming service and just pick up the very next season right away. Um, It makes me wonder if they can't appear on a streaming service, are they legally allowed to develop them right away? You know, if uh, if the defenders can't appear for two two years minimum, can they start production and then they technically can't start streaming the content for two years? Um, uh, But either either way, I, I. I still don't think any of these characters, any of these actors are going to show up on Disney+. Plus. I think this is their tenure yeah. as these characters are finished. Exactly. And that's the other thing. is, that, So because of this, they are unlikely to be saved on Disney+. Plus. Like These actors are not going to wait two years for maybe a chance to come back and play uh, the role. Now, mind you, uh, I was just thinking about this weekend in The Incredible Hulk, um, Thunderbolt Ross, he, he waited until, what, Civil War to come back? Mm-hmm. Like uh, That actor, William Hurt, so... Maybe if they wanted to not use the character as like a whole anymore, uh, they totally could. Uh, but I, I just think you know this is this is it for this little experiment here. Um, uh, the other news is that you know the Marvel TV shows are made by Marvel TV execs who are hated by the Marvel movie execs who are running the Disney Plus service. So uh, I think there's some internal tension between them, and and that's probably why they won't live on. But I also think yeah, you're right. It is a Netflix thing saying hey. Um, you can't make a Daredevil movie that comes out a month after our show to steal all the, the thunder away from it because <laughs> yeah. you, you're going to do better at it than we did. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. Also, we forgot to talk about this. Shang-Chi uh, movie is in development uh, at Marvel. Mike, I don't know. We, we <laughs> talked about f- this and I forgot about f- it completely. You're going to have to fill me in about uh, Shang-Chi. <laughs> no, we've talked about Shang-Chi before because I, I said he would have been a perfect villain antithesis or, or adversary to Iron Fist. Uh, Shang-Chi is essentially the best martial artist in... Well, not as good as Iron Fist, but he's not magical in any of his abilities. He's essentially modeled after, like, Bruce Lee character. And he's, gotcha. been, he's been on the Avengers and... Um, the, you know, okay, this is, all, this is all coming back to me. Okay. So, like, having, you know, a, a movie budget for fight scenes and choreography and martial arts would be really cool, I think, uh, on the whole. Now, where does this fit in the NCU at large? I don't know. Um, you know, now that now that I think of... Now that... Okay, it's coming back to me. I think on a free comic book day, somewhere in the last couple of years, there was a free kind of one-off Spider-Man comic. 
that uh, where Spider-Man learned how to fight from Shang-Chi. I think he was like teaching him like Kung Fu, like in Central Park or something like that. So it's, it's start it's starting to come back to me. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he's been part of the Avengers. He's been a part of the uh, the the stuff I've kind of been reading more in the past like five six years. Um, and we, he's it's being produced by David Callahan, and we talked about him already this year. I'm trying to figure out when we talked about him a couple weeks ago. I think uh, episode 196. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here because I've got all our notes from all our shows, and I was like, I know we talked about this. You know uh, what? The way we're kind of talking Wonder about Woman. the, he, the this w- was the guy who wrote Wonder Woman, who was hired by Marvel to write a movie. Okay, it's weird because it, the way you're kind of describing him, you know, he kind of just seems like. Uh, you know, like a a lesser Iron Fist just in the way of he's got like less mysticism and magic behind him, which may translate a little bit better better to the big screen. I'm almost thinking like what if like Shang-Chi like came into like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Mm. what if he was like a kung fu master that joined their team? My my problem with that is, again, the budget for TV martial arts is why Iron Fist sucked so hard. Mm, That's a good point. Like the people they hire to act, they're not martial artists. If you get a movie studio making a martial arts film, they could put the money behind, here's the person we're, we're hiring who has the skill, we're going to train him, we're going to get all these fights choreographed so they look good, and, and I think that's it. So, he he's kind of, you know, he doesn't have, like, the, the superpowers like Daredevil or Captain America or Iron Fist have, but he's skilled in so many forms of armed and unarmed combat, like, it's just, it's wild. I think it'd be very interesting to see, like, a... a I don't know, a superhero martial arts film in theater, like a different genre of film. Yeah, I mean, they could, yeah, they could do that kind of kung fu, kung fu genre that none of the movies have kind of hit yet. So, yeah, yeah this would be, this is interesting, you know, that it's in development. Well, I yeah. don't know. Well, there's, and, a, there's a lot of unanswered questions here for and, sure. And David Callahan, we did say, was right, he was right working for Marvel. This is the guy who wrote Wonder Woman is working on it. So, you know, even, even better as a whole because Wonder Woman is, you know, a, one of our favorite DC uh, worlds, worlds of DC universe movies right now. So, uh, the best one, if you will say. Um, so <laughs> we we may have some some some. Uh, look, look at you sticking to the nomenclature. Worlds of DC. Yeah, I'm trying look at to. You. I'm the DC EU is extinct. It's now the worlds of DC. Oh yeah. Well, once the Joker comes out, I don't know where anything's going to exist anymore. So I just kind of was like, I'll just go with it now. Start practicing. Once upon a Deadpool is in theaters, Mike. Uh, you can go catch it on its limited run. Uh, apparently, uh, just as a heads up, there are even more after credit scenes uh, than, than <laughs> right. there originally was. So if you are like, oh, I'm not going to stay for the credits because I've already seen the after credit scenes. Nope. Stay. Watch. And, and you're going to get even more. So. I, I think the I think uh, the only way I end up seeing this movie is if uh, when I go home for the holidays, if my family wants to go see it. Uh, I think just recently my my uh, father got around to seeing the first Deadpool movie, and he really liked it. So, I mean, if, ever, if we want to get the whole family in the wagon, go down to the local theater and watch a PG-13 Deadpool, that might happen. But honestly, it just it, – the more and more it's been out and I've thought about it, just – it just seems like a Blu-ray, Blu-ray extra, a really nice Blu-ray extra, uh-huh. but I think that's how I'm going to end up watching it. Yeah, I hope they release it on on home and hopefully sooner than later, um, because I, I, it since it's such a limited run, I don't know when you're going home, but like this will be out of theaters on Christmas Eve, like you yeah, know, so exactly. Um, <laughs> and but I did see <laughs> another TV spot where uh, they were making fun of Nickelback, like 
Deadpool's like, why are you making fun of Nickelback? And then they start singing one of the songs in there. Like, mm. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny, but is this worth the price of a movie ticket funny again? So. <laughs> yeah, and also I feel like every trailer I see, it's just taking uh, it's just taking the new footage away from me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's only going to be so much new footage in this cut-down PG-13 version. Like, you can't show me any more trailers because I'm going to the movie specifically to see those parts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted, but it is in theaters if you want to go see it and haven't watched it or love it. And also, apparently, the box office budget or um, numbers for this add to Deadpool 2 because it's so close to it, apparently. Oh, so, weird. So there, there's got to be, be there's got to be weird, like, guild, like, ruling out there that says, you know, if X, if X percentage of your film is still remains the same as the previous one, you can lump... All yeah. of those things together. Yeah, this is that uh that whole um Batman or the the Batman v Superman ultimate cut thing all over again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, either way, it's it's out there. Also this week, and if you were lucky to see it last weekend, uh, Aquaman is in theaters. You can go watch Aquaman. Uh, our review episode is incoming. Hopefully, if mm-hmm. Mike gets his tickets, <laughs> yes, um, we are we are going to do our best to review that before I head out of town. So, yes, be um, the last thing I do before the holiday. If not, Mike, we may have to just not have the qual- audio quality we're used to because <laughs> I, I, I was gonna if I didn't if I did see it this weekend, I was still gonna be mad because I have to wait a whole week to talk about it with you. And then I was <laughs> like, I don't know if I can remember a movie a week away, like. Like the last week of work for me before I go away for two weeks. So maybe it'll maybe it'll kind of uh, if we can't do it uh, and I have to do it on the road. Maybe it'll be like I'm. I'll be like a field reporter. Well, <laughs> you'll be in a nice studio with crisp uh, audio quality, and I'll just be out in the woods, you know, just on the field reporting at the yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah, I'll find a Tell body. Us, Mike, of water. what did you see? Yeah, I'll find the nearest lake, so at least I'll get some like undersea like uh, synergy going there. Yeah. So. Is there fish there, Mike? I don't know. I can't talk to them. They uh, didn't know Aquaman. I kept asking them, and they just <laughs> stared at me and they swam away. So uh, not getting good reviews from this lake behind the house. Yeah, but there's a swamp thing back there, or something like that. But oh, that would have been a good cro- that would have been a good segue if you waited two it, more topics. It is. So we have something, but that's fine. I, that's, I, I saw that, so I was like, oh, I'll say it. But so uh, our, our review is incoming. Um, we will keep you posted since this is such an awkward time of year for for everybody uh, to get in and get that reviewed. So we'll we'll do that. Um, and I think there's in credit scenes. I don't know. I haven't looked enough into this movie to see if there is. Uh, we'll post about it if there is. Did you get a chance to watch the Elseworlds crossover, Mike? I am uh, two thirds through it. There's okay. three ep- three episodes that aired uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So the wife and I sat down and we were able to get through uh, two of them because uh, it was like way late into the night. We were celebrating her birthday the next day, so we still got that one last episode Gotta to watch. It but it's been really it's been really fun. Like I would recommend, even if you don't follow along with the CW shows, uh, they're just kind of fun to jump in and out of, just because they're just throwing everything that they can at these like TV shows to just be wacky and crazy and just really pull like legit like DC characters. Like the, they can do almost whatever they want because this Berlin. Antiverse is really very successful, so Warner Brothers isn't really 
making them pull punches or anything like that. So um, there's a there's a villain in this crossover. I, you know, it's not like a big spoiler, but I won't mention his name. But he's kind of from uh, outer space esque, and mm-hmm. they did a really good character design on this person where it he almost has like these Bruce Tim influences. Where if you watched any of the animated DC stuff, if you ever had seen a character, a villain kind of come from space and reach Earth, he has they have very similar looks to him. So it was kind of cool. It's almost like I'm looking at like a Bruce Tim character kind of like come to life in live action. So there's been some cool production design stuff. Um, no spoilers that Batwoman's in this, and right. then, you know, so they go to Gotham. So that's kind of fun to see how they kind of they kind of pitch. They they say Bruce's name, they say the Batman's name, so they're not leaning away from the fact that Batman does or may or may not exist. So there's some cool, clever stuff going on there. So I haven't, I don't have a, a final word on it yet because I got one more episode to watch, but. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is, uh, even if you, you know, they're not streaming right now on any streaming service, but if you just go to the CW's website, you can stream them all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have, like, the, the last, like, four or five recent episodes for each show. So just watch The Flash, then you watch Arrow, then I think it finishes with Supergirl. So, uh, yeah, just go watch them. It's a, it's a fun time. Is, is it's, it's a- I thought it was Flash... Supergirl, then the Arrow, but I could be no, wrong. Well, they they flip the schedule around for the uh, crossover. I think technically Supergirl airs on Sundays, but I think they wanted to lead in with their strongest show, which was Flash. So some scheduling stuff there, but yeah, the Elseworlds story so far has been pretty fun. So even if you haven't invested in twenty plus episodes for the last four or five seasons for whatever show you're watching, you, you don't have to. I mean, we don't watch Supergirl. And uh, they, they like uh, Supergirl, Supergirl and Superman had this whole conversation in a scene. And I looked over at my wife and I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about because uh, they're talking about some characters, maybe some love interest or something. But I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to go watch them punch people in the next scene. That, that's one way to do it, man. Uh, that, that's definitely one way to do it. So that's cool that, that um, you can do that um, and that you think we should watch it. Some people should watch it because I was going to ask you about Batwoman or Batgirl. No, it's Batwoman, isn't it? So, Bat, Batwoman, yep. Yeah, so that's cool. Well, when you get caught up in that, I'll, I'm going to ask you again what you thought of the whole thing. Stargirl, the other... I think this is a Berlanti show as well, I think they're making. Um, I think so. It's a Justice Society of America, an older um, thing. Jeff Johns created this character in the late 90s for DC, or early 2000s. But they've cast Joel McHale as member of the JSA Starman. So. Joel McHale. I love Joel McHale because I'm such a fan of Community. Uh, obviously, I don't think he's going to be reprising the same type of character, but Joel McHale does have a sensibility of uh, comedy, so I would think maybe he's going to be in that uh, same realm. But, uh, man, they, that, Bert, that Greg Berlanti has so many freaking shows. I don't know how anybody <laughs> can keep up with all of this. There's so, so mm-hmm. only, only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. You talked about Batman... In the crossover, have you heard about the final episode of Titans? I heard that there is go- there is a brawl with Batman. It's, so it's now, Batman v versus Ro- versus Robin. Is yeah, the final so episode. We, so. we gotta watch Titans now. I think uh, I think we we owe it to uh, ourselves and at least our audience to at least watch the first season. It's not super long. Uh, I, I want to see somebody say "f Batman." I think that might be fun, the, even though we saw it in the trailer. First episode, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and so once it's all together, I'll be able to go. It'd be nice to go through it. But I mean, like they go full Batman, like. Gotham and CW haven't even gone full Batman yet, so I'm like, well, this is this is worth the price of admission alone. Just watching 
this episode. So. Oh, uh, before I forget, before we, we move on, I, I did get a, a really cool tidbit from somebody I know that works on these shows. Uh, there's there's kind of like a flashback, but technically it's in a different dimension in this crossover episode where you get to see a different version of Barry Allen, um, uh, an older version of The Flash. And he's in kind of this iconic dark red suit. And I found out that that, that is literally the exact same Flash suit from that old from the older Flash uh, show from back in the day, uh, it's like literally the same suit. They got it out of storage, and really? uh, yeah, and they put it back on. And and I guess the the suit um, the suit had like kind of fake muscles on the front of it, which I guess they they didn't age quite as well on the actor. So in post production, they just added a little extra lightning around the midsection because it looked a little wonky when it got back on camera. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, they they the real Really paying attention to details I think most people wouldn't really care either either way uh, but the people that noticed it, it it is a really kind of really cool wink and nod so that, yeah there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to look for in these crossovers yeah and um that I mean that's not a spoiler I'm pretty sure I saw it in the previews the but that's the classic 90s flash if is mm-hmm. that, yeah because that was in the trailer um, so that's really cool that's that's really awesome to know that they got that Swamp Thing coming up on the DC streaming service as well. Um, in Zeering, the main actor in the Sharknado films <laughs> has cast has been cast as Blue Devil. Are you familiar with Blue Devil? Uh, I'm very familiar with Ian Zeering, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> throw some shade real quick. Uh, uh, my wife used to work for the studio that made Sharknado. She she was in, she's in a couple of them too. Yeah, she's she? she's yeah, she's a uh, she's a uh, been in a couple backgrounds when they've done some pickup shots around that studio. And uh I texted her the other day. I was like, "Uh babe, so uh Ian Zeering's going to be in that uh Swamp Thing show." I think her response is just, "Uh." <laughs> Cuz uh, apparently he's a uh, I think uh his ego gets the best of him. I mean, dude, you're you've just been in some movies about tornadoes and sharks. So, uh yeah, I don't know. I all I saw was like a side by side picture of uh, Ian and uh, the Blue Devil. So I was like, I, I mean, the face does kind of match up, but uh, it is kind of funny to go to go from like nine hundred two one zero and then to uh, this Sharknado franchise and then uh, then slotted into Swamp Thing. Uh, yeah, it does. It it seems like it could be like a recurring role. Uh, yeah. of uh, Swamp Thing. Yeah, so in the comic books, Blue Devil, he's a stuntman actor who's in this Blue Devil suit, and he's mistaken by this actual, like, satanic entity, and he becomes, bond- like, as an actual demon spawn, and he becomes bonded to this suit. And he becomes, like, a superhero on accident trying, like, to fix himself along the way. Now, the description for this, um, it's, it's somewhere, it didn't really give any more details about that, but he's, like... He's like um, obsessed with his former actress uh, or co co actor actress. Um, so I think he may become more more of a jerk slash creepo in this one. But I don't know if he'll be hey, bonded uh, might, to the Blue Devil soon. <laughs> that might fit his real life persona pretty uh, well. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Uh, yep. I'm oh not, man, I'm such weird that, news. <laughs> I'm not touching that one with the ten foot pole. But yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's what's going on there. Uh, Birds of Prey, the movie, they released a kind of a cast list. We already know Ewan McGregor is the big one. Um, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie's back from that. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I believe, is Canary or Huntress. And there's another one. But the actor Chris Messina, known from the movie Argo, and also I believe the Mindy Project, has been cast as Victor Zaz. Are you familiar with Zaz in the, the DC Batman lore? 
I mean, I, I wasn't even really familiar with uh, Chris uh, Messina, but I, I Googled his face, mm-hmm. and his face looks familiar. So I've seen him before, and I feel like I can almost, like, hear his voice. So <laughs> I, he must have been in something I watched, because I'm not a mini project person. So, And I have seen Argo, but it's been a very long... Oh, he was in the newsroom. Okay, I remember him from the newsroom. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah, I mean, right. he, he's, got, he's got, I mean, if you go look him up, he's got a long list of... Uh, acting credits here movies uh-huh. and tv so um but he's he's been cast as victor's you know who victor's as is and i, I can't i can't say that i do he's the uh like a psychiatrist and he like kills people and he marks on his body for every kill he has so when you see like the torso like the guy who's like torso exposed he's got like the tally marks all over his body those are from his kills he was big in the the first two arkham games like he's a big villain in in those um and apparently they're going to be bringing him to the movies um, with Birds of Prey rather than wait for anything else. So Alright. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Now we got three things to wrap up this show that are just out of this world and we didn't really have any <laughs> big news this week so I thought these would be interesting to talk about. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the first uh, official poster landed, but I don't care about the official poster, Mike. I care <laughs> about these leaked posters. Uh-huh. The first leaked poster we talked about in particular is a promo poster or a, a concept poster of what this real-life Sonic is going to look like, paired up with Chris Pratt. Now, what's wrong with Chris <laughs> Pratt being in this poster? Oh, man. Well, he's not in the movie. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what's wrong. And if you kind of look at this, he this isn't like a photo. This is like a kind of like a artistic, photoshopped uh, representation of Chris Pratt. That's why he kind of looks a yeah. little looks a little weird. Is that, is that Burt Macklin? Uh, is that, that shade <laughs> Burt Macklin? That, that does look a lot like Burt Malick, Macklin. So, um, so Sonic, he looks a lot like the, I guess the real life Pikachu from Detective Pikachu, which isn't that bad. Like this, this, this version doesn't bother me. Does this bother you? Like, does he sound like this? Well, so I, I'm just going to dive into this real quick. Yeah. Um, before we saw this leaked version of what he looked like, we got the weird motion poster and also the leaked poster of him, like just kind the of la- lounging on the top of what the, the Gold, uh, golden, golden gate. Braid. Yeah. So we've only seen his muscular, pint-sized silhouette which is very weird and then his muscular cast in that photo and people have just been losing it on twitter that he's just looks so bizarre and like why is he muscular and fit and that look is more finalized than what we're seeing in this kind of like pre-production photo where he doesn't seem to have much definition at least from what i can see it's kind of hard to tell because his legs are crossed on top of chris pratt's head uh but i was liking the really weird muscular version i mean like who was really clamoring for the Sonic movie? We were all really weird and nervous, and he really hasn't had the best run of games in, like, the last decade. Like, there's been, like, a couple, like, um, gems kind of, like, hidden in the rough. Uh, but I don't think they're really this. No one really even wants the Mario movie that the Despicable Me people are, are making because well, we're just all weird and we don't really know what's going to happen. So when I saw all this weird Sonic stuff come out, I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's get as weird as possible with it because I'm not super precious about Sonic. And yeah, screw it. Let's put his muscular calves on screen. Spend like eighty million dollars to render it. I don't care. <laughs> you know, well, what's interesting here is like the the second poster is the one I'm more interested in. Is the one with his his legs look super long, and all you see are like his legs leaning out over the the bridge. Uh-huh. Like, they're very long legs for him to remember. And, and him being fit's fine because that's all he does is run really fast. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be fit, but like the legs are really really awkward, and this pre-production posters that they Chris there's a, apparently another picture of a list of people who wanted to be this character named Tom uh-huh. who will be played by James Marsden and then the people who are going to voice Sonic apparently Tom 
Holland was like on the list for Sonic and Chris Pratt was like the main actor for this movie. Funny enough, Pixar snagged them both for their upcoming movie, whatever that's oh, about. Oh yeah, um uh, Elseworlds or Otherworld or something I think like that's a video. No. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the new Pixar. I mean, but but anyway, um but like to see this picture now everyone's going to think Chris Pratt's in this movie and he's totally not. <laughs> Um, I, but to bring it back around, I actually don't really like this version of Sonic. He looks really weird. I guess technically he's got he's got all the right shapes. You know, he's got the hair and the and the blue fur, and he's got the snout going. But like that doesn't look like Sonic to me. That almost looks like a plushie of Sonic came to life. Like Sonic's always looked edgy and kind of badass to me, and that's always kind of been intentional because I think they wanted him to be cooler than Mario when when they invented him to compete. So this kind of just looks like this weird, like onward, like fair thing that came to life, like that you win at, like throwing, you know, Mm. balls at cups. So I want him to look more badass. This just kind of looks like a weird, the other ones look like he's like some sort of mutant. You'd find in the teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Like he's too. That's what I, that's what I want. (laughs) Uh, Sonic to me, like even through the animated series and the video games, he's always been a smaller person and he just Gets in a little ball and goes really fast. I don't know. We've got two live action movies coming out. This Nintendo versus Sega, and we all know how this went down in the video game era. So we know exactly how it's going to go down in yeah. the movie era. So yeah, this re- this reminds me of like he could. This seems like he would be in like a live action Roadrunner movie or something like that. Like this looks like live action Looney Tunes. That's not what I want from Sonic. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even want a live action Sonic. Just make him animated. He can do so much more there. But. Anyway, the Pixar movie was Onward, by the way. I just looked it up. Onward, that's what it was. So, And we know nothing else about it. Uh, Godzilla King of Monsters dropped us a second trailer this week. Um, and actually, I don't know if you've watched this trailer or not, Mike. Um, I have not. I but, haven't even watched the first Godzilla movie. <laughs> uh, first Godzilla movie is pretty, pretty okay. Um, this trailer looks awesome. Uh, I would recommend this to anyone who's, who... Maybe on the fence, or maybe hasn't seen the first one. This is taking the classic Godzilla villains that we've seen, Mothra, Rodan, King Ghidorah, putting them all in one movie, and they're all going to be fighting all these huge, unbelievably behemoth monsters. If I remember right from the first trailer, isn't the whole premise of this film like these monsters have kind of been like what, like reactivated as like kind of planetary? like security or something like the, if you if you've messed up the planet enough on your own humans you risk uh, unearthing these things to kind of wipe you all out and reset the earth or something um they they could be i mean they say they're forces of nature so i i don't know they, they, i don't remember too much this one's this one doesn't focus on that at all like this like we kind of see them like what frozen in place and the other ones like they're trying to you know, um, figure out where Mothra and Rodan, like Rodan's like in a volcano and King Ghidorah is like under ice or something like that. And they're like, Oh, we need to wake these people up because obviously they're going to cure the earth. Well, that's stupid. Like, of course, a big monster. Something's going to go wrong here. But, um, the final shot in this with Godzilla fighting King Ghidorah is pretty sick for a Godzilla movie. I might uh, have to watch this trailer then. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you once you get off this, you just need to sit down and watch this because, um, the, it's it just looks good. There's so much action in this, and I did not expect this much action in a Godzilla movie. I expected one villain, not four huge monsters going at it. And this, of course, is the last film that sets up the uh, sequel, Godzilla versus King Kong. So you gotta. I haven't watched King Kong yet, but you, you're gonna have to watch this. They're, they're coming. To, this is a culmination movie, Mike. This is the Avengers of monster movies, <laughs> of, of giant behemoth monsters. So. All right, let's do it. Um, but yeah, 
I'm going to recommend you check that out. And that's in our notes. And lastly, uh, uh, Bobby, is it Bobby Millie Brown? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's mm-hmm. in Godzilla King of Monsters. She's in this trailer. True. Um, and she's also in Stranger Things. And Stranger Things Season 3 dropped some titles on us this week. Um, all eight titles. I did not know there were eight episodes per season. I always yeah, thought it was longer. Yeah, this one's always been a little shorter. So this is the thing that's – this is what worries me about Stranger Things. So the first season was amazing. I loved it, and the cool thing about it was it was just in its infancy, and the word of mouth and the fervor got crazy, and then everybody got on the, the Stranger Things train. And then the second season came out, and I liked the second season. I don't mm-hmm. think it was as good as the first one, but you know, I kind of, I kind of trust the vision of the Duffer Brothers. I think you know they know where they want to go. This isn't one of those things where they just kind of hit gold or struck fire and then they got to whip up what they actually want to do now. But it's been so long since we've had Stranger Things. I mean, technically, you know, if it was going to be every year, we should have had it like you know over Halloween. But it looks like I don't know if maybe we're going to have to wait until next Halloween or maybe this will be like a weird maybe like March release or something like that. Maybe we'll get a little sooner since it's been a little bit longer. I think think this is like February, March, April Mm -hmm. window. But I think all the hype around this is just kind of, I think it's weakened my opinion of the franchise, which is no, which is no fault of the Duffer brothers creatively. But like, uh, I was at target, you know, we were doing Christmas shopping, you know, I go through all the nerdy pop sections and stuff like that. And they are, Netflix is still, they're trying their best to capitalize on that second season of Stranger Things for two years in a row. It's just like, you, you, you've you milked the franchise as much as you can because you don't have any new content to milk. So it's just kind of like, we're, we're going to need some more Stranger Things soon because we only ever get eight episodes and you can burn. You can burn through those eight episodes easily in a day the way that they uh the way they tell those stories so really you're not you're not you're going literally like sometimes like two years or a year in between seasons whereas like some shows at least it's 11 months instead of 12 months because it takes you a whole month to watch it as they put the episodes out so all i'm saying is it's been a while since i've watched stranger things and i don't know if it's wearing off on me or if i just need to restart the engine the stranger things engine you know uh-huh. yeah i mean i think i think you just gotta get that hype going again man gotta get the, gotta get the hype train going and th- this helps a little bit it's kind of cool to see some official uh some official video at least of of seeing the title so Susie, do you copy episode yep. one the mall rats the case of the missing lifeguard that sounds like it could be interesting uh-huh. which could point towards maybe a summer release um, because these have usually been in the fall, at least, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know if pu- there was the a, there was a pumpkin. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was a pumpkin patch in the, in the last season. Yeah. I don't know if they give us a, uh, a t- these titles and wait six months though. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, uh, the sauna test, the source, oh, that the, sounds good. the birthday, the bite, Ooh, that and sounds then good too. the battle of star court. So, I, I mean, a summer story could make a little sense because if the Duffer Brothers are kind of, you know, pulling on the uh, nostalgia uh, thread a little bit, I mean, uh, think of, like, the Goonies or think of the Sandlot. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, those are kind of pitched, you know, as kind of nostalgic films that are, you know, take place during the summer romps. So, yeah, you know, kind, might be kind of cool to see these kids riding their bikes around without jackets. Maybe it won't yeah. be uh, cold outside. Go to the community pool, uh, throw a Demogorgon, see what happens when he hits chlorine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, again, I don't know when it's coming out, but they could definitely not set it at the same time it's coming out for once. And that may give them a little freedom to explore, again, like other... Um, 
I guess, weather patterns, other yeah. things they do throughout the throughout I mean, the Halloween weekend where yeah. all the stuff always happens. I mean, these kids are aging. They're going to start hitting puberty soon, so they're going to have to they're going to have to fit these stories around these kids aging and it would be kind of interesting to see um you know the story pick up not right where it left off because i think they did that between season one and season two there was a gap of time so this will be an even longer gap of time maybe these kids have finally moved on a little bit and then the creepiness pops back up who knows yeah um i think also because of the d- demand and desire for the show i think season's I think they said they're doing season five seasons of the show. I think is what the Duffer Brothers said. I think so. Yeah, um, they're going to be uh, cranking out the next two pretty quickly. I think. I think once they know that they have five to go, they're gonna like. See, kids are aging. They just need to do it before all the prices go up on these actors. Because if some of them are getting into movies, I believe you know Millie Bobby Brown's in Godzilla. The other kid, um, I think Finn Wolfhard, he was in the movie It as well. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, they're starting to get into to movies, so they need to, to wrap hey, these up while it's going And you never, you never know. When these kids get older, they might get ugly. They're cute now. They're cute and young, but they might get some hormones in them. They might start uh, getting some pimples, uh, getting some uh, weird body hair, unibrows. We don't know, what, we don't know what's going to happen to these kids if they get a little too old. Yeah. Get them on camera. Plastic surgery, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for for the the week, Mike. Um, this is this is our news. Nothing huge, but enough here to to cover a whole show. That's for sure. But um, anyway, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, they can follow you over the holidays. Maybe show off some of those sweet gifts you, you're getting. Where can people find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Um, I know Tumblr is going through a crisis right now, so um, I post all of my stuff all over the internet. So you got to diversify out there, Chris, in the in the world. So uh, uh, never put all your eggs in one basket, Chris. People want to find out where you are if they want to see your not safe for work Tumblr blog. Where can they find that? Uh, you. I don't know if I have one, but you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or um, uh, Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, I'm I'm going to be trying some photography, product photography I've never done before in 2019, Mike. I told you about this, right? Like The, mm-hmm. the light box, I'm going to try some 3D modeling of some pop finals. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to get cool. a little wild here because I just need a, a, little, a little creative outlet to go through and, and be exciting. But um, So yeah, I'll be, I'll be telling you more about that as the new year wraps up and I can get back from Disney because as fun as that is like that's it's exhausting me already and I'm not even left yet so um but yeah and then uh head over to Comic UI if people want to know more about our shows or reviews maybe get ready for our Aquaman review next week Mike where can people find more of us at well as always please visit SuperheroSlate.com that's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes so uh, we talked about uh, a couple trailers and a leak poster uh, in, in our show notes so just head on over there and you can get links right to that stuff uh, if you uh, want to subscribe you can get us on Apple Podcast, YouTube Google Podcasts podcast <laughs> soundcloud tune in stitcher iHeartRadio. we'll put it wherever you want it uh just let us know you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store uh also we love hearing from you so uh drop us a tweet drop us a comment in the in the youtube video mm-hmm. send us a, an email drop us a, a dm wherever you can reach us uh, we love hearing from you and you know what i say uh if you if you're a super fan of the show share the show with a friend share a show with a buddy we love that but 
But also one thing that I want to ask people is um, sometimes it's it's not possible for us to always go back and listen to an entire hour of ourselves talking, especially since we experience the conversation firsthand. <laughs> but sometimes I'll be listening to a podcast I really like, and there'll be something in it that really bugs me. Like, you know, like, oh, you say this word like too loud or too much, or there's something buzzing in the back of the room that you record in. Could you fix that? Because it drives me insane. Because that's happened to me sometimes before, where I've listened to this amazing podcast, and it's just like, oh man, I just wish you would you would uh, move the mic back or move it forward, and it's driving me crazy. These are things we might not even notice. So if there's anything that's just like really just like grinding in in, in your teeth, or it's like nails on a chalkboard, uh, just let us know, and we can probably fix that really well, easily. <laughs> well, in, in honor of um, Festivus, go ahead and air your grievances with us. Anything yes. you want to say, <laughs> anything bad at all, just let it all out. It's this time of year. We won't hold it against you, but I mean, it, this it is not over until me and Mike wrestle. I'm just telling you mm-hmm. that right now. We all we all know that. So, um, also reminder: Marvel's Runaway season two debuts uh, this Friday. Forgot about that oh, on Hulu. Damn. So I got to catch up. I got so much to watch. You got a lot I, to watch. I'm going to be on some planes over the next couple of weeks, so uh, maybe I'll just try to watch some of this. Stuff Lock there. and load them. Lock and load them. So, all right, people, we'll catch you guys next week. Have a happy holidays, and we'll see you then. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. You don't do tape anymore. All right, bowl tape.